This is a Four Sevens Network podcast. Foursevens.com. The Sniffer. Hola. I have a Britney Spears hat. <laughs> Welcome back. You look tanned and happy and rested. I have a Britney Spears hat. Yeah. It's very cool. It's kind of like um, a, a bit Nat King Cole, but uh, deeper. Fedora, my friend Tracy Watts makes them out of New York, and she designs hats for like J-Lo and Madonna and all that stuff. Uh-huh. And this is when I saw it, it had Britney Spears on it. So I have the same hat as Britney Spears <laughs> that I wore in Barcelona. Yes, which you're just back from. I am. Oh. Was it fabulous? Oh, well, you know you've been. To me, Nora, and I, I've had some people complain to me saying that we do too much Toronto bashing. Yeah. But in Canada, we tend to think that anything that's cultural, it's like, well, that's just a big waste of money. You can see in that city how culture is, and you know, art, architecture, everything, and high culture, not low culture. It is a huge revenue generator for that city. The amount of tourists, I would be willing to wager that a third of their economy probably comes from tourism. Because you can spend a fair amount of money getting into these exhibits and seeing some of these, like some of the Gaudi architecture and things like that, but which is totally worth it. What I remember too was that it's not just going to Sagrada Familia or, you know, even the design stores, of which there are many that sell, you know, coolly designed objects. I didn't think they were any better than Toronto. No. But it's also just the way it's a part of the whole aesthetic of the city, this really distinctive, you know, like even those Miro things that are set into the sidewalks and stuff, like just little attention to detail, which is what I tend to complain about in Toronto. Yeah, but it's everything. And it's not like, it's like they take huge chances architecturally. Mm -hmm. And I guess, well, they've got a history of it because, you know, I guess most people are, I've never seen a Gaudi building, so maybe like some of our listeners aren't familiar with it either, but take a look at some of the Gaudi stuff online and we'll put a link on our pages. But yeah. like that, It's kind of like Art Nouveau on acid. Yeah, but that Sagrida Familia, which is this church that Gaudi never finished and they're still working on it. But to me, when I turned around and I saw that, that... It's a, it's a church, Nora. It looked like the Wicked Witch's castle yeah, to me. Yeah, it's wild, it, isn't it? It scared the crap out of me. I thought, whoa. <laughs> it's God. You're supposed to be frightened. <laughs> well, yeah. I think he was afraid of God, even though he was a deeply religious man. He was extremely pious, I think. I've been complaining a bit about the Liebeskin, you know, the, the museum, the new yes. museum we have, thinking that it's ugly. But you know what? Maybe there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe we just need to take some chances, and then we'll become more accustomed to it and have a city with a more varied fabric. Yeah. I'm going to say one Toronto bashing thing and then one good thing. I would be perfectly happy for, you know, brilliant failures in Toronto and for taking more chances. But what bothers me is that bringing in the star architects from outside, because by definition, they're from somewhere else, therefore they must be better than us. And I think this is a perfect example with the two examples of, you know, the Diamond Opera House and the museum about how actually people who are local can do fabulous things and and wonderful wonderful pieces you know but anyway so that's my little toronto bashing but i would say (laughs) that the luminato festival started when you were away and that that good i haven't been to anything yet (laughs) (laughs) it's been a hugely popular success and that's that's and i do think that toronto actually is starting to embrace its cultural 
dynamic way more, like with Les Nuits Blanches uh, last year. But they can make money. This is the thing. Yeah, we yeah. can make a huge amount of money. And that's what I thought was great, just from a business model, because I think business people are right in that regard, is that culture has to pay. And you can see in that country, in that city, it really does. The other thing I found was really interesting was is there no, they don't seem to live in as much fear as we do. They're not afraid of the sun. They're not afraid of smoking. And I know that, you know, and they're also, well, they're not afraid of really greasy food, which I had a real hard time with mm -hmm. all the oil and stuff like that. But it was just like, they don't seem to be so, and I'm not saying that all those things are good for you, even though I like all those things, <laughs> but they're not like just in this constant state of panic about it. Yeah. That's well, I was up to something while you were gone. What were you doing? I uh, started up a Facebook for the sniffer. <laughs> really? Yes. Well, you didn't tell me. Well, you were in Barcelona. Well, you should have sent me something <laughs> saying you want to be my friend. <laughs> I should have poked you in Barcelona? Yeah, you should have poked me. Well, actually, I wasn't online. It was really weird Good being for offline you. the whole time. You didn't go to Second Life once while you were in no, Barcelona? No, they didn't have any internet cafes. I would have gone, believe me. I was really <laughs> twitchy about that. Jones I was smoking my face off and like, <laughs> drinking. But, uh, so... Uh, well, I've got to go. Are we be, has anybody come? Are you? Is it like <laughs> You're really embarrassing with just me. Please. Uh, well, I think there are now uh, 19 members. Yeah. But considering we haven't talked about it on the podcast yeah. yet, I think that's not bad. So please, please come because we would really look like dorks if, if and, only and, 19 and people join. I know because I have more friends than that on my Facebook account. But, you know, I have to ask you something about the Facebook, Nora, Yeah. Because now I've noticed that you're hooked on Facebook because I've only been back like a day and I've already had like eight to <laughs> ten messages from you. I'm thinking, remember the good old days when you used to just send me an email? What I like is I like the, uh, Barb Carey referred to it as a sort of vector aspect of Facebook, the way you can oh. learn. <laughs> Sounds fancy. <laughs> or I would say like a Venn diagram thing, the way you can learn a lot about people that, you know, you have this one interest in common, but actually they have some other really interesting, and I've joined some really interesting groups based on things that um, for group members have, have been members of. Have you joined the Everybody Get Off Facebook? I saw you were on that. <laughs> and I should actually explain to um, our American listeners that uh, Canada is in the midst of, I, I think it's fair to call it a Facebook frenzy. Yes. It's just taken off insanely here, but people have gone berserk for it really in the last three months. So anyway, join us on uh, Facebook. Yeah, and we're just actually there. The I know sniffer. we're always begging for people to come to the forum and then we never go, but yeah. we really, we're both hooked on Facebook now. I spent like two and a half hours on Facebook today. Oh my goodness. Yeah, because we're responding to all your email. <laughs> Yeah, so oh. just search for the Stimper um, at Facebook. Yeah. Um, and one last thing, because it's our welcome home episode, I have one more welcome home thing for you, just quickly. A present? No, it's a blah, blah, blah polymer story. A polymer story! <laughs> at the University of Illinois, they have designed this polymer that can actually repair itself when it cracks. And no technology. Cool, eh? And they've, they've had experiments with this before, but um, I guess that what it is is that this is the first time that um, they've made something that actually doesn't require any outside uh, intervention. It just basically heals itself. And it's modeled in that whole biomimicry thing. It's modeled on uh, human skin, where when you cut your finger, the outside yeah. layer is cut and the uh, inner layers uh, kind of repair from below, essentially, how, and come how, up. How is it different from nanotechnology? Or is it just nano blah, 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 polymer? I think it's, I mean, it was in technology review in their nanotech 
thing. So I think it is a kind of uh, nanotech application. But the other thing that they think that, that, that would be interesting to use it for is for helping uh, with the problem of the buildup of heat in microelectronic chips. Yeah. So it sounds kind of, I sounded kind of cool. It sounds neat. But yeah, yes. I thought that was really neat. What do you Imagine think? the potential implica implications or applications down the road if you could make things, I mean, getting away from our disposable culture, if you could make things that just repair themselves. But you know, what would happen then though if you had walls that repaired themselves? Like this, let's just sort of run with this a bit. Yes. I have what about 80 holes in my wall from, from paintings that have been hung wrong. Yeah, but then what, well then that would be good, but what would that do to the spackle industry? <laughs> <laughs> but like, what would that do for repair people who were supposed to come and repair walls? It would be kind of, you would sort of lose a whole area of workmanship. That's true. So work people, watch out for blah, 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 polymer. Because it's coming <laughs> soon enemy, to snatch blah, 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 a job blah, away. <laughs> Visit Talk. us at the blog for links to these stories and more. 47s.com slash the sniffer. Or come to the Facebook. Because <laughs> we are there. Too Just much. look for the sniffer. Bye. Bye.